going on, everybody? Got an exciting one here. We've got the single guy, Mr. Lloyd. Um, he's uh, He's been a dating coach for years. I know way back when, uh, when I was getting back into dating after a pretty bad relationship back in like 2017, um, I was watching a lot of his videos. And it was like every single week, whenever he was releasing something, and it just... It was those reminders that gave me the confidence to get back out there, which was absolutely awesome. But I'll let him introduce himself. So go ahead. Cool. Yeah, thanks, man. 2017, that's when I just started. So you're an OG, man. I appreciate the support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think anybody was watching me at this at that point in time. I was like, I had like maybe 100 subscribers or something at that point. But uh, dude, yeah, that's awesome. Happy I could help you out. Um, so, yeah, you want me to just like kind of walk through my story and uh, how I got into all of this? Yeah. Like, how did how did you You I mean the single guy? Great branding. But are you a <laughs> single guy? like, like, no, what, I'm actually not this? single. I have a girlfriend. I've had a girlfriend for the past like two and a half years. So, um, I mean, when I first started it, I was single. I was very happy to be single. And if I'm single again, you know, just, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, especially if you're a guy who's kind of on their purpose, on their mission. Um, I think it's actually very powerful to be single. You know, you have a lot of options. You're not sacrificing your freedom. There's a lot of great things about it. You know, there's also benefits to being in a relationship too, if it's the right one. So, you know, when I first started this dude, I was like, um, so let me just tell you a little bit about what I do. So I use practical advice to help guys who are professional, kind of logical minded to do better with women, you know, whether you're a guy who has no experience, or whether you're a guy who has a ton of experience, but maybe you're not dating the right kinds of women for yourself. Maybe you want to like level up your dating life, get higher quality women, you know, improve your mental confidence, whatever it is, you know, those kinds of things. But I specialize with helping guys who are like practical, logical, you know, uh, those kinds of characters who, you know, traditionally, they have not been helped out with dating advice they have actually um a lot of the advice actually is very confusing to them like the just be yourself or you know you got to learn to love yourself first and then everything will just magically work out that, those kinds of advices that they always give you uh, not super helpful for those kinds of guys because it doesn't actually tell you what to do so <clears throat> yeah i got into this uh you know from a long history of just kind of like pain with women uh, or pain with uh, me being, you know, not able to make friends, you know, even in high school, I remember I used to just kind of look at the kids in there and I'd be like, how are these, like, why is this guy popular? Or why do people like this guy? Um, and uh, I didn't really have an answer for that at that point in time. You know, it was a question that I was like really trying to figure out. And, you know, the usual answers that I gave that people were telling me like looks or, um, you know, just, uh, you know, having money or whatever, they really didn't hold up. You know, they really didn't hold up. I found that the guys, they were doing other things besides that to be successful. So, you know, all through college, I was, uh, there would be girls that I liked. I was kind of a nerdy kid studying physics. So the, the, the training that I was getting was learning how to like break down these complex mathematical problems to their fundamental and, and most simple, um, you know, pieces. And then I was like, you know what, like this kind of format I'd like to apply to dating or I'd like to apply to social interaction. Social interaction is much more complicated. You know, we're dealing with biological beings that, you know, have a bunch of things going on in their body that have a bunch of different, uh, you know, uh, wants, needs and, and things like that. And so it's not a complete science. And what I found is that, you know, when people were uh, going about this, they you would ask a guy who was really good and he would give you some like, oh, you just got to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, OK, that works for him, but it didn't work for me. 
And so it took me a while before, you know, just trying things, trying things, you know, learning from other dating coaches. At the time, there was only pickup coaches. And I felt like a lot of what they were teaching was um, it was some of it was good, you know, but some of it was uh, just making guys weirder, you know, and uh, I felt like that oh, yeah. was not what I wanted to put out there in the world. The first time I ever saw somebody do something that was like close to what I thought that it should be was um, actually a guy named Tucker Max. I don't know if you know who he is. He wrote the book. Mm -hmm. I hope they serve beer, beer in hell. He did a, like a dating program where he wrote a book about it. And it was kind of like more, it kind of covered the whole dating process. And it wasn't super, he was, uh, he actually tried to distance himself from like the pickup and the partying and all that stuff that he did in the past. So I felt like he went a little too hard to the other side. Um, and, but I felt like it was, if he had actually made it uh, like with a, for lack of a better term, if he actually made it good, if he actually put in an effort on it, because I felt like he kind of phoned it in at some points, um, then I think it could have been amazing. So I wanted my program to uh, to embody that. And so when I first started posting videos, that was the goal. The goal was to create an all encompassing practical advice for guys. You know, if you will, like literally didn't understand social interaction, like step by step, like this, these are the basic points and fundamentals. And it mirrored my own transition from, you know, a guy who like, couldn't understand why none of the girls that he was interested in were all going for my friends or they were, you know, not interested in me. They were just interested in other guys or guys that I hated. You know, it was um, it was a very big learning experience for me, a very painful one, you know, like I had a lot of rejections, like heartbreak and stuff like that. But coming through all of that and just really persevering through um, going out a lot, reading every piece of literature that I could find, you know, uh, for years. And, you know, my own transformation was, you know, incredible. You know, I first started out just wanting to get laid and I slept with, you know, as many women as I possibly could. Uh, and then during that period, I learned how to like master the initial attraction phase, uh, talking to people and all that stuff. And then after that, I started to, you know, favor more like longer term kinds of things, more solid connections, you know, building social circles, those kinds of things. And so when I did all of that, the next step was, you know, getting into a relationship that was fulfilling. And so, um, you know, that was the final stage that I've been at. And there might be other stages that I go on on my journey. But, you know, for now, that's where I'm at. And, um, you know, I felt like, you know, I've mastered the entire progression. And so now my content encompasses like all of the steps, like literally if you're a guy who doesn't know anything about dating and you follow these steps, you're going to be successful. So, um, yeah, it took me a while. It was a long journey, but um, I'm very satisfied with the knowledge that I've accrued as a result. No, that's that's fantastic. I love how you, you, you know, you look at look at it like a, a physics problem, as you said, and you broke mm -hmm. it all the way down to the basics because some of the stuff like even for me. Um, when I, when I'm working with guys, I got to constantly remind myself that some people are, everybody's at a different stage and sometimes yeah. they need the absolute basics that even more basic than you even think of because mm -hmm. you're, you're way past that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. people just need that. Yeah, but absolutely. That's, uh, that's great. Cause I know. <clears throat> and so how exactly are you, uh, are you putting stuff out there right now? Cause I know you did a lot of YouTube videos, um, mm -hmm. but that's, it looks like it dwindled down more and you have more short form content or yeah. So, um, the YouTube stuff's going to be coming back. Um, I've been focusing a lot on Instagram. So I, you know, I grew my channel up to like 160,000 subscribers or something like that. And, um, I wanted to grow on Instagram as well too. So, uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to, you know, grow it really quickly. And within a year I got a hundred thousand, um, didn't, I wasn't even posting that like 
flashy stuff. Like I didn't have that many girls on there or anything. It was like just me talking. It was just me, you know, giving good advice and a lot of people connected with it. So, um, you know, I'm going to have more stuff coming in. I'm probably going to bring uh, girls on there and like on my YouTube channel as well, too. And um, just get a more of a dialogue going. But uh, yeah, I've been on Instagram a lot. So uh, the plan is to get big on each of the different platforms. Um, I'll go back on YouTube and LinkedIn will probably be the next one that I do. Cool. Yeah. And then um, you, you've released courses and stuff before, right? Yeah. So I released this uh, course called the Practical Approaching System. It was a pretty badass course. Um, I basically, during the pandemic, I, I knew I wanted to release the Practical Approaching course, but like the lockdowns had just happened. Like LA was, uh, I was in LA at the time and uh, there was a the lockdown happening. So like everybody's walking around wearing masks and I was like, Oh God, like I haven't, you know, approached a girl in six months because we've all been locked indoors. I really want to film this product now. And I was like, no, I'm still, I'm still going to do it. So I was walking around on the beach and I had this guy film me for like three days, three or four days. And the first day you could tell, like, I'm, I'm nervous, man. Like I haven't talked to a girl for a while. And like just seeing people walking around with masks, you literally have bulletins that are telling you don't talk to people or socialize. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna ignore all of this and I'm going to see if I could pick up some chicks on the beach and take them back to my hotel room later that night. And, um, so the first day it was like a Friday thing. I go out and I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty nervous. So I was like, you know, what can I do? This is what I always tell my clients. If you can do something, inch your way into the direction that you're trying to get to, then do it. You don't want to start with like, like if you see a gorgeous woman, don't think to yourself, okay, how do I get this girl to like me and go on a date with me and then eventually like sleep with me and become my girlfriend? That's way too far in the future, bro. Like you don't have any idea if she's even ready for a conversation yet. So just focus on that. So I knew the thing that I could do was I could say hi to people and just kind of break the ice. When you first start going out, it's not about anybody else but yourself. You want to get yourself into the energy state that's going to make you feel good enough to walk up to somebody, okay? So I knew I wasn't there yet. So what I did was I was like, all right, I'm just going to say hi to like 50 people on the beach. So I walked around and I was like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Hey, nice day. Good to meet you. Hey, and I just, I just said hi to a 50 people. Now, of those 50 people, maybe like 14 or 15 of them said hi back to me. And of those 15 people, maybe five or seven of them actually looked up and said hi to me. And some of them even smiled. So I focused on those positive interactions that I got. And it was actually crazy because one of the people who I said hi to, she kind of was like, hey, she just biked away. She actually ended up opening me later. She, she was having trouble with her bike lock and uh, she could have asked anybody. There was like a tons of people around, but she asked me. So it's like, even just by saying hi, you can give yourself an opportunity to talk to somebody. So that's an important thing that uh, I go over in the program there is that like, if you can't have a full blown conversation with somebody and like ask them out and pick them up, don't worry about that. Just, just go say hi. Um, so I said hi. And then after the first day, I was like, okay, I feel a, lo a little bit better. I'm going to try and have conversations. And I had conversations and they were awful. So uh, the next day, the next day I went out and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I feel a little bit better. Uh, you know, the concept of social momentum, right? You guys know what that is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Of course you do. So um, I built up a little bit of social momentum the second day. So I was feeling a little better to talk to people, but I was still nervous. So I started out by saying hi to like 20 people. Then after the 20 people, I started, you know, talking and chatting. And then, you know, in the course of about two hours, I got, you know, like five or six phone numbers. And then I got an instant date with this, uh, 
with this one woman who was, uh, you know, very cute. She's awesome. And uh, we went on just like a little mini date. And, you know, I had to cut it short because I had a guy filming and uh, I was paying him a lot of money to film me. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I could spend the rest of the day talking to her or, you know, I could actually get my money's worth from this guy. So uh, I ended it a little bit early. You know, we exchanged phone numbers and I actually ended up being on her podcast uh, later that week. It was kind of funny. I had to leave LA so we couldn't meet up in person, but I still went on her podcast. Um, and then, so that was the, uh, the second day. Um, the third day was the final day. It was a Sunday. And I was like, you know what? I'm a little tired because we had gone out two days in a row and uh, you know, for a few hours and I was like, you know, but I feel a lot better. And so sometimes when you feel tired, a lot of the times it's, it, it's a mental thing. You know, I, I always say this when guys are telling me that they're too tired to go out or they're too tired to make an approach or whatever. I'm like, Hey man, have you ever played video games? And they're like, yes. I'm like, well, what kind of video games have you played? They go, we'll play Warcraft or Call of Duty or whatever it is. I'm like, what's the longest you've ever played one of those video games? And they're like, oh, dude, like I could play that game for like 20 hours straight or like a whole day as long as I get food and I can go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So you're telling me that for a full day, you are focused on doing something and trying to shoot people or whatever it is. And you're telling me that, you know, you missed an hour or two of sleep and you're too tired to walk up and have a 10 minute conversation. Okay, clearly it's a mental thing there. Okay, because our mind actually has unlimited energy. You know, we can keep going for forever. It's our body that can get tired, but what happens is that it's not exciting to us. Okay, with a video game, you're being rewarded with dopamine. And as a result, you're you're able to keep going. So really, when guys tell me this, it's it's usually like a mental thing that they're that they're trying to get through. So um the last day I was a little tired, but I was able to push through it mentally. I, I, during that period, I got around five or six phone numbers. Okay. Um, and of those phone numbers that I got, I got three of the girls to join. Th I got four of the girls to join us for dinner. Um, two of the girls were actually models that like, I'm talking like magazine cover models, very gorgeous women. And then there was this other spiritual girl who was like, I thought she was even more gorgeous than the models. So I'm at this dinner with me and my camera guy pretty badass dinner. Right. And then those girls came back to my hotel room later and we all hung out. It was all a great time. And, uh, some other, some of the other girls that I talked to came over. So it was like nine women and me and my camera guy hanging out with these girls at a hotel room. And when I had started out that day, I was just walking on the beach by myself. You know, I was literally at the same level as those homeless people you see on skid row. Right. But the things that I did were different than those guys. And as a result, I ended up with, uh, you know, a bunch of ladies back in my place, you know, and uh, yeah, I ended up getting laid and all that stuff and still have numbers from those girls. I still talk Wait, to some did, of them. You, you, know? you said there were nine girls. Did you have a tensum? No, 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 no. I didn't have sex with all of them. No, 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 no. Casual tensum. <laughs> So anyway, now it wasn't like we it was we were hanging out, we were having a good time. And then later on, um, you know, a couple of them left and like there's only like three girls left or something. And that's when I got laid. Um, so that was the entire weekend. And I filmed the whole thing. Didn't film the sex or any of that. That's all. That's all private. None of the <laughs> we have the eyes blurred out, too. So, the you know, the keep the privacy um, of the women there as, uh, as as well as we can. But um, you see the progression of how when you go out, you know, you're able to actually create a result. I mean, dude, I didn't know anyone in LA at that point. I mean, I knew people in LA, but I didn't use them. 
I went out just basically like a homeless person, you know, like how many people can I talk to? Can I get this going? And the answer, of course, was yes. But I, I progressed it gradually. I didn't go in thinking like I got to bring nine. If you had told me, hey, by the end of this, you got to bring nine women back to your hotel room or this is going to be a failure. I would have been like, oh, dude, there's no way I can do that. I haven't talked to a girl in six months. I've been locked indoors all day. You know, so you have to start gradually and work your way up through systems and, and, a, and a practical approach that really works. But nobody ever breaks it down like that. They just think, oh, go mm. do it. Or, you know, like um, you get a little woo woo with some of the pickup stuff that I was listening to back in the day where, you know, it was, uh, you know, something you have a 20 minute video and you're like, what did I just watch? You know, like I wanted to break it down so people knew exactly what to do you know, mm. when they were going through it. And this gives you the opportunity to really show your personality too, as well. It's not like you're just following a system and you're becoming a robot. Um, you're doing something that allows you to become your best self. Right. And question on that. So <laughs> for the, for the people watching, like you, you got six numbers, right? How many approaches did you do? Because I think for some guys watching, they might be like, dude, that's so sick. Like, I'd love to do that, but there's no way I can get nine girls or, or that seems too high out of reach. So how many of, of those numbers that you've and people that you talked to were rejections? Sure. So um, a couple a couple ways that I think about it is uh, I don't think of if a woman doesn't want to talk to me, I do not consider it a rejection. That's not what I mm. internalize in my head because she's not rejecting me. She's just she, she might be busy. You know, she might be waiting for a friend and she has to leave pretty soon. Or maybe she's just in a, like a bad mood that day. You know, you, you never know. She's not reject. She's very often the woman will not be rejecting you if she rejects you right away. She's just like no more dudes or whatever, you know, like it's, mm. she's like the ninth guy that's come up to her and she's sick of it. Um, so there's nothing to do with you. Um, now, I will say that my uh, rate of success was generally a lot higher than most guys. So I would say I approached around 12 different groups of women and around half of them gave me their phone number. Um, maybe a little bit less than half, maybe it was around 14, 14 or 15. Okay. So why that's actually a pretty high rate, uh, for anyone who goes out and, and tries this sort of stuff, you know, like most of the women that you talk to are not going to be ready to give you their phone number. You know, if you're just like a random guy. So why was it so high? It's high for a couple of reasons because I know what to look for. Um, I didn't approach women that were doing things like if a woman ha had her cap on and her headphones in and she was running, I didn't stop her because that's a low percentage. Um, if, I saw a group of women that were huddled together and they were very into the conversation that they're having. Didn't approach them. Okay. I approached women where their body language was open. I approached women that, you know, they would kind of like say something and then they kind of look around for a little bit. Um, I approached those kinds of women and, and there were some women that were giving me looks, but it wasn't very many. The vast majority of the women that I approached did not uh, like look at me and smile before, you know, but like that happens a lot more often than guys, uh, like to think, you know, if you go out and you have an eye for it, like you can see what kinds of women are giving you the eye. Women are much more observant about this than men are. Men are kind of oblivious. Mm -hmm. We're very focused and we can't multitask. So, you know, like we have trouble doing that. So I always, um, you know, encourage guys to really take a look at their environment, become more observant. So I would say around 14 sets and the ones that I approached, um, you know, I knew that they were open for a conversation at least didn't know if they were open with a conversation for me. I might not be their type. I might not be, you know, uh, the, you know, I didn't know if they had a boyfriend or whatever. Like there was a lot of things going on. So that was one reason. The other reason was that I was on Venice Beach. Venice Beach is like, you know, everyone's hanging out like it's, it's a little bit more of a social vibe to it. You know, not everyone's going out and picking up women like I was like, I'd say 99% of the people there weren't doing that. Um, 
but it's a little bit more open. So pick an environment where people are hanging out and they, they're not like, you know, busily rushing to their work or whatever, which, you know, is going to make it harder. And the other thing too, is that when I ask for the phone number, I don't ask typically, I bring up something where a phone number would be necessary to exchange. So I'll give you an example. I would say of the six phone numbers I got, like four of them asked for my number. All right. And then I was like, no, why don't I get yours instead? Uh, you don't want to give your phone number out because women will mess it up. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not, they just, if you give out your phone number, they'll just, they'll let it, even if they like you, dude, they'll just let it sit and they won't text you because they're not, you know, they haven't been taught to, to, to pursue. So, um, yeah, I, I, I made sure that they were ready for a conversation. I made sure that the environment was good. And then I also seeded it so it made sense for us to get the phone number in the future. So an example of this could be like, um, I would tie, I always talk about what I'm doing and then I ask what they're doing. Um, and, you know, if the conversation goes something like this, like, yeah, I'm having a dinner later with some friends. We're probably going to have a kickback in my hotel room. What are you up to later? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not really doing much. And I'm like, well, cool. If you want to join us for dinner, we're having seafood. It's going to be great, you know? And uh, she's like, wow, that actually sounds like, you know, it, it might be cool. Um, I, I think I might be busy, but, you know, um, let me get your phone number and, and I'll text you. And then at that point, I say, all right, cool. Well, uh, here's my phone number. And then I get their phone and I text myself. So I have their phone number. And now I have mm -hmm. the power. Um, and then we set it up, you know, like it was like even to, to the two models that I met, they actually messaged me first. I was going to message them about dinner and they messaged me first and they were uh, they're very excited to join, you know, Um there was a little bit of a, the lockdowns, although they hurt me at the beginning, they actually helped me because there wasn't a lot of things open at that time. So uh, people were looking for something fun to do. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I also love how you're saying you don't think of it as a, as a rejection. Um, there are so many factors with it. And I think, I think guys really get tripped up, especially when they go out to start doing some approaches, like maybe their first of the day. And yeah, the first yeah. of the day might be a blowout. And then they just, you get, they get so down on themselves that they just quit. They don't want to do anything else and they just yeah. they drop it. 100%. So yeah. That's, that's great. And I love, I love what you're saying with the, uh, the open body language. Mm -hmm. If you're able to identify that, your success rate goes way, way up. And it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah. And then you don't feel as bad about it, you know, like, like the guys that would go out, um, you know, I was talking to one guy who was thinking about getting coaching with me and he was like, you know, I can get results pretty well. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, tell me how you get results. He's like, well, for every 50 women I approach, I usually get one phone number. And uh, for every hundred I approach, I usually get a phone number and a date. And I think I can just, you know, go at that rate and I'll be, and I'll be good to go. And I'm like, dude, that's terrible. <laughs> so bad. That sounds awful, dude. Like, <laughs> change your approach. <laughs> anyway yeah that's uh that's good that's really really solid advice there do you do anything with um with dating apps because i know like with lockdowns you would think that a lot of people would resort to dating apps not a lot of people were going mm -hmm. out and doing cold approach like you were doing yeah yeah so i do a lot with dating apps now um you know just the, like it's, it's the name of the game now these days like half of all relationships are getting started from the app so or, or online sources so um you know it makes sense that we that we have to focus on it. Um, I'm much more meticulous about the data that I think than a lot of other people are, you know, I use resources to see what actual, like what these photos are actually scoring. Um, 
you know, and I know what kind of photos score high. And even a guy who, you know, doesn't think they're very attractive, like you can have a really great looking photo. And even guys who are good looking, you know, because their photos are so terrible, um, they don't really look attractive in their photos. And so I really emphasize, you know, taking a good photo um, and using data to to make sure that you're crafting the best profile. And then on top of that, like you can have five really great looking photos, but if they're all model shots, you know, that's not really sending the right message to the people that you're trying to match with. So those, uh, those can get docked a little bit. So yeah, it's definitely a game. And, you know, although people have their preferences and they have their types, um, you know, we are, we are living beings. And um, if you lose, if you apply like some evolutionary psychology to it, you know, you can get a great result. That's awesome. Cool. Jill, do you have a, you have any other questions on the top of your list? Uh, yeah, I mean, great stuff so far. I feel like I'm getting a free coaching lesson here. <laughs> uh, I appreciate yeah, it. Man. There's plenty more to it, but you know, I just, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys get an idea about kind of the stuff that I, that my approach at least. Definitely. And I like that you say like no, some of the girls that they weren't giving you IOIs, right? And that's something I've definitely struggled with is that I'm yeah. like, I, if they're not smiling at me, they're not interested. Right. And a lot mm -hmm. of guys in the pickup space, they do teach that, like look for the choosing signals, but all those girls gave you no choosing signals. And then you're having to tense them. So it's like, <laughs> I did not have a tense. Let me make that perfectly clear. I love sex <laughs> with one of the women, <laughs> um, but it wasn't, you know, when I was there, that was very obvious that most of them were attracted to me. You know, that's why I showed up in the first place. Um, it was just like, you know, that would have been that would have been tough to orchestrate if i had done that that would have been the most badass thing ever <laughs> not this time maybe later um but yeah so like let's talk about choosing signals for a little bit dude so like guys will go out and they'll be like i don't get any choosing signals and i find that that's not actually true even if a woman's kind of just like got her body language open or maybe she's like hanging out nearby you like that's a choosing signal you know if you're if in doubt i always recommend assuming the attraction so there's a study that was done. Um, they, they always do these studies in colleges, by the way, which I find annoying because it's like a small sample size and it's a select kind of people. Like not everyone's trying to, you know, attract 18 to 20 year olds, but uh, they did it in a college. So um, in the college, what they did was they had two people talk to each other, a man and a woman, and they would have them rate how interested they were into the man or the woman um later on and so the women would write down how interested they were in the guy and the guy would write down how interested they thought the woman was in them almost always the guy's scores were higher than the woman's scores now the evolutionary psychologists looked at this and they said well guys are overestimating how uh interested the woman is and uh i don't know about that um i don't know i think it's uh i think both men and women lie women will downplay how interested they are in a guy. There's no advantage to a woman saying that she's really interested in a guy. No advantage. There's a lot of um, disadvantages to her revealing how into a guy she is. So uh, I think women are always going to err on the side of, oh, I'm not interested in him. I mean, how many women say that when like, oh, I'm not talking to my ex. We're, I, I hate that guy. And next week, you know, or that very night she's having sex with him. Right. Like, yeah, women, women try and keep their interest, uh, they try and keep it hidden a lot of times. And guys, we tend to overestimate, oh, yeah, she's into me, blah, blah, blah. But what's interesting about the study is that even though there was a discrepancy in the answers, the guys who where the highest discrepancy was, meaning they overestimated the most how interested the woman was in them, they actually performed the best. They got the highest scores. So what that means is that regardless of whatever the truth is, dude, always err on the side of, yeah, she's into me. 
Now, just because mm-hmm. someone's interested in you doesn't mean that you can start touching her and like, you know, grabbing her and pulling her back to your place that, you know, even if someone's interested in you, you still have to be respectful. So I always err on the side of assuming the attraction. So if I see someone who is like kind of just hanging out and she's looking around, I assume she wants me to talk to her. I know it sounds kind of arrogant, uh, but when you have that kind of mentality, like you're going to perform a lot better. And, and I'm all about performance. And so if you're a guy who doubts yourself, who wants to be sure that she's interested in you and wants to wait for a secure IOI before you walk up, you're going to be waiting a long time. So just I assume the attraction. If you're not sure, if there's something there, it doesn't hurt to say hi. And that's that's how I've always viewed it is I, I don't view it as like, hey, I'm going to walk up and try and pick this person up. I'm going to walk up and have a conversation with her and see where she's at. And then after that, if things are going well, then, you know, I'll progress it to something uh, where maybe we can hang out at some point. That's great. I'd that's love great, that. Man. Yeah, I love that working on that confidence and assuming the the attraction. So yeah, for, it's super powerful. It, yeah, it's it's great. So for a guy who may not have that type of confidence yet, how like what what types of things would you tell him to start to how to start to de- develop that other than just dude just go out there and assume the attraction. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The just be confident advice. Yeah, I hate that advice. So I, I've broken it down step by step. So I mean, the, what do you guys think confidence is? The, the, the definition of it. Uh, trust. I would. What was trust that? in yourself. Trust. Yeah, like it's actually confidence comes from the Latin root or word confidere, which means to trust. So the original origin is trust. Dude, I'm so glad I asked that question, Joel. You, you gave me an awesome. <laughs> Awesome definition. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's trusting gotcha. yourself. Were you going to say something? Uh, no, no. Okay, Go gotcha. Uh, so for me, confidence, the trust that you gain is through demonstrated performance. So I say that I'm going to do something and then I do it. If you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, then you get less confident from it. Okay, so that's why... Um, it's always important to write down your small wins uh, progressively over time and give yourself things that are actually achievable. So I'm not into the whole like, you know, procrastinate, procrastinate. And then like one day you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to a bunch of different women. That's actually not great for your confidence. What's better for your confidence is actually what I did during the practical approaching system, which is I started from an area that I knew I could achieve. I knew I could say hi to people and I went out there and I did it. Right. If I had been like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to try and pick up women now. I would have walked up to a bunch of women done horrible because my game was awful at that point. I hadn't warmed up yet and I would have failed and I would have been less confident the next day. But with each individual step, I gave myself an achievable goal. And then every single time it was a win. And so I gained confidence as time went on and I built up social momentum. The problem with a lot of guys is that, you know, like, okay, let's see, let's, they see a pretty girl and they walk up and they talk to her for a little bit. And maybe she's like, maybe gives them a quick conversation or whatever. And then she leaves and they, they, they're like, Oh, cool. But like, you know, she didn't like me or, you know, I didn't get the phone number. So I failed. What you're telling yourself is you're, you're telling yourself your failure. That doesn't build confidence. You know, if, if your goal was to just walk up and see if she was cool and you walked up and you found that out, or you found out she wasn't cool, you achieved your goal. You know, you gain confidence from that. So, you know, I give myself things that are achievable and I build confidence from that. Now you want to go up progressively so you can actually like uh, gain confidence. It's it's the equivalent of like, hey, I want to get better at basketball. Why don't I train with NBA players? Dude, you're not going to gain confidence training with NBA players. 
you're gonna get smashed dude and then when you go to play basketball like you're gonna think you suck but like play with Good people point. that are more at your level first and then work your way up you know so like you gain confidence from uh demonstrated performance and i'm not a big fan of like throwing guys into the deep end and you know sometimes that helps because like you know they just get um you know, when you get rejected a lot, you're like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. So that could, you can actually gain confidence from that. But, you know, I find that, that there are other guys that will go into that and then the, they, they'll get rejected a few times and then they'll never do it again. They're done, mm -hmm. you know, like, and so I, I, for those guys, I want something that works for everybody. And uh, for those guys, um, even for the guys that get more confidence from rejection, gradual, you know, gradually working your way up is actually good for them too. Works as well. <laughs> I really like that, man. And, you know, going off that, like this is, yesterday was a great example. Like I went out, I did approaches and I started with that mindset. Like I got to get numbers. I got to get dates. I got to get the lay. Right. Mm -hmm. And each approach was pretty bad. And by the <laughs> end of the day, when I was like, I went and played hoops, ironically, mm -hmm. and I had been talking to people all day. We were talking to people in the pickup. And so I was talking to a girl after the game and I was just so much more relaxed and I wasn't mm -hmm. like trying to, to get her number. I wasn't trying to get anything from her mm -hmm. because I had already talked to so many people throughout the day. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a great advice there just to start small. And Hud's even and I even talked about that the other day, like the importance of going and warming up and just saying hi to random people that you don't think are super attractive or you don't want to have sex with because it's just going to get that awkwardness out of the way. Yeah, 100%. People. Yep. 100%. I awesome. love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like saying hi to people, making an effort, you know, it's even in your everyday life too. You can make an effort with like, instead of going to get your coffee and having your head down and listening to your, to music or whatever, you know, say hi to the clerk behind the counter, ask her how her day's going. How many people ask her that, you know, like it's, it's really just making an effort for people. And what is startling about this is that when you start to make an effort at first, it feels like work and it feels like a chore and it feels like you're not getting a whole lot back. But then as you build up social momentum, you actually feel better. You actually get happier. I mean, you look at the characteristics of a happy person. A happy person's talking to people. A happy person's smiling. A happy person's happy to have a conversation. A depressed person, a person who's you know angry or frustrated, you know, they're they're not like that. They're low energy and they're or maybe maybe anger could be high energy, but high energy anger is like you know you uh, you want to get away from people. So you know, do the things that are going to make you happy, and a lot of times that actually. <laughs> Because your results with women, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I love that. Um, just talking to everybody, like talking to everybody. You never know, too, just being a happy, jovial person. All types of experiences. I mean, I was mentioning uh, when we had our show last Thursday, I think mm -hmm. it was, I'm talking about when I was down in Baltimore, um, mm -hmm. just randomly uh, meeting somebody. And then we get to go on their yacht and got free drinks. Just by you went eating. on a yacht in Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> I know that how sounds was, so backwards. <laughs> how was that? It was uh, it was cool. It was really it was a really <laughs> nice boat, and it, it what like I don't know. I wasn't even in like the yacht club area. I think they were kind of like showing it off and trying yeah. to. They were actually like, trying to attract girls to come on. Um, mm -hmm. So there were there were some other girls uh, that were there, but I just was eh, polite whatever having fun goofing around and they invited us on and we got free drinks and got to party with everybody it was a great time <laughs> <laughs> nice but, man that's yeah. the first yacht party i've ever heard about in baltimore man you're breaking waves it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't really think you don't really think yachts when you think you don't baltimore. really think yachts when you go to baltimore man <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And building that social momentum, like I had already been building it up um, because this was like later in the night that I ran into uh, these people and then did the whole yacht thing. Um, mm -hmm. But just building it up and just like talking to most random people, like my girlfriend hates it because we'll be like going somewhere or trying to do something and mm -hmm. I'll just like disappear to go talk to somebody random about whatever. But I just, I just, I don't know. I'm like kind of ADD when it comes to everything, but I just love, I love experience mm -hmm. and I love learning about people yeah. and you never know what you're going to find out. And yeah. it's just constantly keeping that social momentum. It does. It makes you happier as well. Yeah. 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 And you're never going to, I mean, she, your girlfriend can get irritated about it. I mean, mine does too, but like, she's never going to leave you over that. You're, you're actually making yourself more attractive by doing that. It's, so it's one of mm -hmm. those things where it's like, oh, it's annoying. Like, I wish, I wish women weren't attracted to him, you know, because then <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry. But it's like, that's the reason why you're there in the first place. Though. Like, <laughs> right. So you're never going to lose him over that. But um, yeah, maybe she doesn't feel included or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's not, that's not something that I would worry about in a, mm -hmm. in a relationship. Cool, cool. cool. Uh, How'd you get into dating coaching, Huds? Oh, so I got into it because uh, – let me think how, how it really kind of progressed. So, uh, How long right, have you been doing it for? So I've been doing it since 2020. So it was okay. right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I started taking these dating courses really not – like because I was actually in a relationship at that time um, – so I was the, the I same one that get, you're in now. No, no, it was different. Okay. One. A different one. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So I was, I wanted to keep my skills sharp because mm -hmm. I, I kind of saw the writing on the walls with my relationship. I knew it was going to end at some sure. point. Um, sure. So I wanted to keep my skills sharp and through these different courses and, and uh, groups that I became a part of, like I realized how many guys out there have no idea what they're doing. And then I also saw how much bad advice is, is being given. I also yeah. I'd seen a lot of these coaches out there. They, they kind of word vomit enough to keep you in a spinning loop and never get you out of it. And that's why yeah. it's so great. Like what you're talking about with your breaking it down into steps. A lot of, uh, a lot of people out there, like they'll, they'll teach you information that just kind of keeps you spinning your wheels and not getting the results that you're looking for. And yeah, so it's, it's very negative too. some of the, some mm -hmm. of the advice but it's it sucks it sucks people in with that sort of stuff because like it's not like people the truth is people don't want to change they mm -hmm. really don't they really don't they're lazy people are lazy that's why um you know six-pack shortcuts did so well is because like you know people don't want to work out and actually do the diet and everything that it takes to get a six-pack they just want it now um and i think with a lot of uh a lot of the advice it's geared towards because what you know when i started like it had just, we had just been coming out of like the pickup realm and like that was all that was available for dating coaching. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, now you get like the red pill and the MG Tau and all of the different, you know, uh, pills and stuff It's very negative towards women. And I'm not saying that is wrong. Like I actually like the red pill and, um, and all that stuff. I don't like MG Tau. I, I don't know if I can get behind that at all, but, um, you know, with, with those kinds of things, it brings people in with, uh, negativity where it's mm. like, oh, women will, you know, do this to you, they'll do that to you. And yeah, female nature is dark, man. It can get very dark. You know, it's not this cute and cuddly image that you've been and brought up to believe it is. And then when it's, guys it's also it's also it it comes from the perspective of it's not my fault. 
it's the mm -hmm. women's fault. And I think that yeah. is, yeah, it's the people love being absolved of responsibility. You're absolutely right. So that's definitely that's definitely um, pulling things in. So I'd say, you know, the stuff that we teach now is like that's that's the the problematic advice that you have to deal with. You know, I, I sometimes will get a guy who's been reading like the, uh, like black pill or red pill stuff, you know, and they just have so many negative like feelings towards women. And I'm having to undo all of this um, negativity to replace them with with positivity. Um, and, and, and not to say that some of the stuff that they say is, uh, is not true, but it's a glass half empty truth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then, so just to finish out what, what I was saying with it is, um, mm -hmm. then, uh, realizing the loops that people were getting stuck in, I started working individually with some of the, the guys that I guess were my classmates in courses mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I realized I was able to help them get through their barrier in a way that they were not getting from the course material itself. Yeah. And then it just, it just kept building. Um, I, and then I just chose to dive into it. Uh, I ended up creating my own men's community. Um, and I've, I've worked with people uh, all the way to the point of like, I've had people fly in and go out. I mean, just on Saturday night, I was, uh, I was out with somebody local and helped him do uh, do all types of approaches out of the bar, and mm -hmm. he had huge huge success. So I just what I city are you living it. in? I'm in Philly. Oh, you're in Philly. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go so I just I I love all the different experiences. I love it that uh, everybody has different problems. So every client's a little bit different, and mm -hmm. the age ranges as well. Like I've worked with people all the way from uh, I helped a 25 year old who is still a virgin lose that. Um, all the way up to working with people that are, I think oldest was 44. So I just, I love nice. the variety. There's just something about it, but yeah. So I've only been doing this for like three years, but I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, the truth is I was posting videos, but I didn't really get serious until like maybe three years ago, three, four years ago. Um, but I was helping people. I was helping people like kind of, well, some of them I was helping for free. I helped people for free for a long time. And then I was like, I want to get paid for this. Um, so I think that's how bad. And then my coaching got better, obviously, after I started getting serious about it. Uh, but that's super dope, man. I didn't know. Um, yeah. How's the how's the scene in Philly? Uh, it's it's not too bad, actually. So where I live is um, I'm on the west side of Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. so there's a there's a town uh, right next to it called Maniunk. Mm -hmm. And uh, Maniunk is is a great place to go out. There's a whole strip of different bars. It's also mm -hmm. a college town. So yeah. you get um, a mix of people that are more like coming towards like the 30s range. And then you've got the other college bars, too, if you want to be uh, younger 20s. So that's that's fantastic. I don't go into Center City that often, but Center City is great as well. I mean, there's there's sure. it's, it's a lot better than people make it out to be. It's not the best. I will say yeah. that. But it's a lot better than people make it out to be. Dude, with, with every city, there's like an equilibrium factor. So, I mean, I honed my skills in San Francisco. San Francisco, to put it in perspective, has the highest male to female ratio in the United States besides San Jose, which is where I was born, by the way. This is the genesis of me doing what I do. It's just dealing with ter terrible environments for guys um, and making it work. So, um, yeah, San Francisco's got a big big tech industry and um, they have a huge gay community. There's still a lot of guys there. And honestly, the gay community actually helps because they're not trying to steal your girl. 
but like in my opinion it was still a really tough area to go in like the the women there you know they they knew they didn't have to really dress up or like really do a whole lot with themselves because like there was going to be four or five guys that were lining up to try and no matter how mean they were or whatever there was still going to be guys that were going to go after them i've noticed a complete shift if I go to different environments, like if you go to New York or if you go to Miami, they don't they do not act like that because New York mm-hmm. has a huge fashion industry. And as a result, there's uh, there's actually more women than men there, more professional women that are going out um, uh, than than guys are. And so when I went to New York, even though New York is like people think that people are assholes there. I actually thought the women were way nicer. I was like, oh, they're actually like talking great. to me. <laughs> like this is great you know in san francisco it would be like you have to deal with a girl being mean to you for like the first 10 15 minutes and then she'd soften up after a bit but like that was the norm and she they, and by the way this woman wouldn't even be like dressed up she'd be wearing like t-shirt <laughs> and sweatpants and you're like and you're like this is what you're wearing out like i'm better dressed than you you know but she didn't have to because there were a bunch of guys that were going to walk up to her anyway you know, so that was that's how I uh, if you can make it work in like tough environments and you can make it work anywhere. But I found that there was always an equilibrium factor, like even though there was those things that I complained about in San Francisco. The fact of the matter is that most of the guys that I was competing against, they're all, you know, programmers. You know, they're all nerds that like don't socialize a whole lot. And so I had a leg up when I came in. You know, I had my social skills all worked out. I had game. I had all the stuff that, you know, I was fun. I was fun. And a lot of guys that walked up and, and hung out, they the. Uh, they weren't fun. You know, mm-hmm. they just had this like, serious stoic face on themselves and, you know, they would, they would get pissed off and women didn't like them, you know, like I, I, I worked out all of that stuff years ago. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And I love, I love what you're saying. Like every environment is, is different. You got to look at the positives of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. There might be more guys than, uh, than girls in San Francisco, but y- your competition is a lot weaker. So yeah. you, I, I love that. That's a hundred percent. And New York has its downsides too, you know, like New York is great. Um, I coach a lot of clients who are in New York, but for them, it's just like so many people for them to deal with that. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to like form a real connection with somebody. And so for those kinds of guys, you know, I advocate, you know, okay, are we just going out to bars to pick up women? Is that like what we're doing? Because it's very appealing to do in New York because everyone goes out, everyone drinks, everyone's like Mm -hmm. going out at night. It's it's called the city that never sleeps for a reason. Um, and uh, so I encourage them to attend more like daytime activities where they can meet people. And uh, those tend to work a little bit better if you, you know, you want more of a solid connection. Um, yeah, the nighttime gets a little crazy, but if you want more solid connections, meet people during the day. Yeah, that's that's great advice. What um, what are your favorite activities to uh, to essentially that you would give a guy advice to try and do to sure. meet women? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear your input on this as well, too. But like the ones that I do, and this is a big part of the program that I have, um, where it's managing your schedule. So like you two are probably busy guys. You have shit that you got to do. You, By the way, can I swear? Is swearing okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Get that out of the way. So uh, yeah, I assume, I assume you guys have shit that you got to do. So you're a busy guy and it's not going to be useful for you to like say, oh, I have to dedicate this many days to do approaches and stuff like that. What you want to do is you want to integrate it in your life. So even if you have an average week where you're just doing things that you normally do, you're encountering women. You know, you have them around you. And so you can like dating is very random. You know, it's not just like approach. And then this happened. Like you want to give yourself the opportunity for those kinds of 
odd or, or weird things to happen. Very often I will find this happens with a lot of my clients. It's maybe you'll run into a girl or something like that at the supermarket and then you'll see her later at a party and then you'll make a connection because it's like that second meeting, you know, you're no longer a stranger anymore. You want to engineer a lot of those kinds of things. So this is what I do. Um, an example of a schedule could be something like this busy entrepreneur. You work 10 hours a day or maybe even more. Okay. I always find that if the, for the busy entrepreneur, they always find time to go to the gym every day or three, four times a week. Okay. You find an hour and I'm like, well, what do you go? What do you do when you go to the gym? Well, I put my headphones in and I do my lifts and, uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. Take the headphones out. Why don't you do a workout class instead? I'm talking like a hit class. I'm talking like a, um, or, or, or whatever, you know, a hit class is good. I find that's a good intermediate because the guys can get a workout and there's a lot of hot girls there like Barry's boot camp, orange theory. Those kinds of things are going to be packed full of hot women. So you're going to get some FaceTime with them. You might not pick them up in the gym, but you're going to get FaceTime with them. And so over time, they've, they've been exposed to you. So when you do talk to them, it's a warm approach. So I find the guys that are doing the hit class, maybe they do two hit classes a week, okay? or, or maybe even just one over, over a number of months, it's going to, that's going to pay dividends. And then instead of making coffee at home, they walk to the coffee shop. So they walk to a coffee shop where they might meet somebody, not every time, but it's very possible that they will. Okay. So you do that every single week. So you're walking to the coffee shop, you're going to the hit class. Then on top of that, rather than you, uh, you know, eating lunch by yourself, maybe you, uh, you know, eat lunch with some colleagues, you go out, that gives you an opportunity to meet somebody, whether it's the waitress or whether you just encounter somebody who's eating next to you that happens to me all the time. Or even if you go out by yourself, I find that guys that just, you know, take themselves out to dinner and, you know, eat at a restaurant, you know, a lot of times if you're eating at the bar, if you're eating like nearby where there's like a lot of people, like you can meet women that are around you. Like there's plenty of opportunities there. So you do little things every single week and your schedule hasn't really changed that much. You haven't added that much time. Yeah, sure. Making coffee at home might save you 10 minutes, but 10 minutes adding, adding to your schedule for the opportunity to meet somebody isn't really that big of a deal. And with the hit class, you're not actually adding any time because you were going to spend that hour working out anyway, but now you're getting FaceTime with the kinds of women that you want to date. Then on top of that, you know, you mixed maybe one night out of the week where you're actually going to go out and go to a daytime event, do something that you would normally do anyway, but make sure that there's women there. And you've crafted a schedule where you literally have five or six times during the week where you have an opportunity to meet somebody. Let's say only half of the time you meet a woman, that's three women a week, that's 12 women a month. That's, you know, in a year, like you're doing what is that 36 that's that's a lot of women that you're meeting every single you know uh every single year that's like a bunch of uh women that are in your life now that you didn't actually add any extra time to or maybe like 10 15 minutes of extra time to to make it happen so plan out your week in a way that even if you weren't thinking about women you'd still have opportunities but the problem is most guys, they don't think about that. They don't think strategically. They think only about, oh, I got to do work. I got to do this. Oh, yeah, my dating life. I'll, I'll figure that out later, you know. But like, um, yeah, by the way, I totally messed up the numbers with when I was counting. It's way higher than that. But uh, yeah, like yeah, 144. But 144. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for giving me the, the right number. So I didn't lie to people. Pretend like I don't know math. Um, <laughs> so funny. anyway. So anyway, yeah, you, you'd be you'd be meeting a lot of different women. And here's the thing, like it's it's not about just walking up and approaching and yes or no. If you think about it in those terms, you will fail. So the story that I like to tell guys is this story. So it, dating is kind of like this. So the uh, have you guys heard the story of two bulls? Joel, did I tell you the story? I don't think so. 
Okay, cool. So uh, there's sure. two there's two <clears throat> bulls standing at the top of a hill. And at the bottom of the hill are thousands of cows. And the younger bull looks up at the older bull and he says, hey, let's run down this hill and fuck one of these cows. And the older bull looks down at the younger bull and he says, no, let's walk down and fuck them all. Too many guys are running down that hill or they think they need to run down that hill. But what happens when a, when a bull runs down the hill? What happens when he runs after a cow? The cow runs yeah. away every time. So they disperse. But if you walk, none of them move. Hmm. And they'll I, be there. They'll I be love that. For you. Mm. <clears throat> That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you want to like, yeah, sure. I, I teach, you know, pick up stuff and how to approach and all of that. It's my bread and butter. I love it. But at the end of the day, you really have to like come up with a schedule that's going to work for you because, you know, going out three times a week to approach women exclusively and just do approach, 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 cold approach is not really a good time investment for a lot of busy guys. Um, it's much better that they craft their lifestyle in a way that they can get their work done, but they can also have the opportunity to meet somebody there. And then when you combine this with dating apps too, you optimize your profile. I mean, dude, within three to six months, like you can drastically change your, uh, your, your results. I really like that, man. And for me personally, I do like delivery gigs. So I'm at the grocery store shopping mm -hmm. and that's where I do all my approaches. So I'm technically getting paid to practice pickup. You go to Whole Foods, and, Georgia's? Oh dude, Whole Foods is the goat. <laughs> and target and target. target's great too yeah yeah so it kind of sounds like to me kind of summing up what you said like you want to find a way to integrate them into your life instead of kind of making them the priority and just going after them like chasing them right yeah yeah 100 you know like that's that's the whole idea behind this people say don't chase don't chase don't chase but like when people see that they're like okay i'm not going to put in an effort <laughs> you know I'm not going to text any women. No, that's not what they mean by don't chase. Okay. Uh, you want to set up your life so that you're able to do the things that you want to do, but also have the opportunity to talk to women. And uh, so that's why every client that I get, I have them write down 10 things that they would enjoy doing, even if nobody else was around them, even if nobody else was doing them. Uh, which of those things can we use and incorporate into your schedule that you can actually not only do, but potentially meet women as well too. So I get a lot of guys who, yeah, they put the working out, they put the... Uh, you know, I like to just go for a walk and get coffee or I like to travel or I like to do all these things. I'm like, okay, let's find ways that we can do that, but actually meet people while we're doing it. So you're doing things that you like already. Number one, fun first, women second. You know, when you use that strategy, you can, your results are going to go up a lot more. Um, you're the most attractive when you're having the most fun and when you're in your element. You're not, you're not the best when you're kind of like, Boy. you know, if you're doing something that you don't typically enjoy. Most people don't enjoy you know, walking to the mall and approaching 50 women, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that is, uh, that's perfect. <clears throat> I love, uh, I love that. I mean, it matches exactly, uh, what I talked to guys about. I'm just, I was thinking about it when you were asking like, well, how do you do it? And I was keeping that in the back of my mind as you were mm -hmm. talking. And it's like, I was working with a guy who owns a gym. So mm -hmm. he's like always at the gym and he, he's got to run this business. And he's like, I just don't have time. I don't have time in the day to, to meet anybody. I was like, mm -hmm. well, do you ever go out to lunch? Do you ever grab a coffee during the day? Yeah. Like, yeah, a couple times a week. Great. You're going to do one approach every time you do that. Yeah. Just integrate it. it. Integrate it. And it, dating is supposed to be fun. And it's supposed to be, it, 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 you just got to enjoy it. Everybody yeah, thinks yeah, of it yeah. as like a chore. And it's not <laughs> supposed to be a chore. 
I think yeah. that's the, the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to set it up. So like, even if like you talk to women, they don't like you, like you still have a pretty good day. You know, for example, like when I was in San Francisco, like my Saturdays were awesome. I loved my Saturdays, you know, judging by how much I went out, like my Saturday would typically consist of me waking up somewhere around midday. I'd crawl out of bed. I got to get out. I'd been up to like 3am partying probably the night before. Um, probably later if I'm, being, if I'm being honest and then uh and then i would get up and like around midday i'd head to this park called dolores park if you ever go to san francisco dolores park is the best place to go it's awesome i love it uh they like people will go out there they'll set up a blanket you know you can get like champagne and stuff and like play games and stuff like that so i would always set up a blanket and then i would just like hit up a few of my friends dude even if nobody showed up i'd have a fun time at that park because like the the weather's great. The view's great. Um, and you have fun people around you. So you can meet people as well, too. So I would go to the park. Then after the park, I would go to dinner with my friends. And then after the dinner, we'd go watch a UFC fight. And then after the UFC fight, we'd go out. So like, dude, even if no women are involved there, like that's a fun Saturday. Like I got to spend all of that time either with myself or with my homies. Like, but at each point in time, there was an opportunity to meet people. There was an opportunity to meet people at the park. You know, like there was never a time where I didn't talk to a few different groups of girls or have them come to my blanket, you know, after uh, I've been to Dolores Park for a couple hours. And then same thing, too, with dinner. There was a bunch of times where we went out to dinner. We had a big, rowdy group. Like there was groups of people around us that we'd like start chatting with. And some of them, we'd, they'd come to our table. Then I, we'd invite people to the fight. And women do not like fights, by the way. They, most women don't like MMA fans. There are some that are fans, but uh, just 99% of the women that I talked to were not into it. So if a woman showed up to the UFC fight, it was pretty much a done deal. Like I knew she was really into me, <laughs> right? Because she was going to put up with watching a, you know, some some sanctioned violence <laughs> to, to hang out with me. Um, maybe that turned her on. <laughs> it could it could have but who knows but maybe uh like I, we made it more of a social thing so there's plenty of people hanging out that weren't even watching the fight uh, and then after that we go out so there, there was like a bunch of opportunities for me to meet people but even if they weren't there like dude that's a great saturday so you know you want to think about things in terms of win-win and you know have fun first and i think that's a perfect example of it you know and you just mentioned it yourself where it's like he's gonna go out to lunch anyway like might as well you know meet somebody or say hi and you know, just put himself out there a little bit, you know, if you, if you see somebody's schedule, like you, you always know that they're making excuses for why they oh, yeah. can't do something. Oh yeah. Every time, <laughs> you know, and that's why I love asking those questions. Those my new, my new questions. Well, do you ever go out for lunch? Do you ever get a coffee or something during the day? Mm -hmm. Cause they, you're poking the holes in their excuses and then they've got no more excuses. They got to do the work. Right, right. And I think a lot of times with those guys is they just want to see a return on their investment because time is the biggest valuable. It's the most valuable resource that we as men have, the most valuable resource that most people have in general. You never get it back no matter how rich you get. So they want to know that, oh, I want the time that I'm putting towards this is going to have a return. And maybe the five approaches that they've done in the past, they haven't gotten a return on it. So they think it's not a useful thing to do. But if you incorporate it in your life, then really the opportunities that are coming to you are so frequent that it will eventually bring dividends and you're not really adding that much time to yourself. And furthermore, this is a super important thing. You know, if I told you that like, you know, this, uh, this time that you're putting towards this, you're going to meet a person who's going to motivate you. You're going to meet a person who's gorgeous. who's going to sexually gratify you and ultimately give you children that will pass on your genes for the rest of your time on this planet and their time on this planet, then yeah, you'd probably want to put at least 10 minutes, uh, you know, every, every couple of days to, making an effort to talk to somebody you know about this like that's a that's a huge return on the investment it's just they're not seeing the immediate 
benefits of it. And so they tend to think, oh, it's not worth it. But in reality, like, you know, when you're doing something, anything that's worth doing is, is going to be hard doing. And, you know, it, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's absolutely achievable and it's straightforward if you plan your, your week correctly and you set yourself up to win. That's great advice for, for guys in the beginning, because getting through that first hundred approaches, it just seems mm -hmm. like a huge daunting task, but yeah, what, what, the what people, they, they, they do a few of them and they're like, Oh, this is a waste of time. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't mm -hmm. see, they have to put the work in. And like what mm -hmm. I've been learning is it's going to take like probably a thousand approaches to get really comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when I did of, a lot of approaches, yeah. when I did my thousand, like, dude, I was going out like, you know, from age 22 to 20, 26, maybe um, I was going out like at least four times a week four or five, you know? Um, and so like I approached a lot of women during that time, you know, I slept with a lot of women during that time. Um, so I honed my skills pretty well. So like when I talk about like the example of the practical approaching system, like, you know, my numbers are pretty good, you know, like it's, I don't, I, I typically will approach people that I know it has a decent chance of success, but for me, cause I'm stupid and I take a long time to learn stuff. Like I, I needed like to approach thousands before I understood you know, what, what somebody looked like that was ready for a conversation. So before I would just like bother people and interrupt people and you know, wouldn't <laughs> go anywhere. And I learned over time just by sheer brute force that, okay, don't approach them when they're doing X, Y, Z, you know, approach them when they're, you know, more, uh, more open and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I took, I had the same, same strategy as well. Nice. I had a question for both of you guys actually, and mm -hmm. it, it plays off this one. How long did it take you guys to get good with women? From like the day you started to when you're like, okay, you know, this is finally yielding those dividends that I've been wanting. Huds, do you want to answer that first? I mean, I have an answer, sure. but yeah, bit. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll answer myself, my personal journey. So with, uh, with me, uh, growing up, it wasn't until, uh, closer to senior year of high school and then going into college that anything with women was, was anything at all. Like I, Every single Friday night, I would look forward to coming home and playing Halo and Call of Duty and video games like that and just mm -hmm. doing that all night and all weekend long. Mm -hmm. uh, it And I just I looked at myself and I was like, why? Like, why can't I get a girlfriend? Why do like other guys? Why are they successful with this? Like what? I, I want that. And so there was kind of like a switch that went off in my head. Um, I guess it was more senior year going into uh, the summer before college where I just wanted to I wanted to break out. Um, my style changed, um, cleaned things up, got more attractive. And mm -hmm. I just I, I started going out and partying, going to concerts, all, all types of different stuff. And I really started to rev it up because I wanted to have I wanted to get girls. And I also wanted to have that social acumen that I could get the girls, the attractive ones, the ones that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. So then when I, uh, when I went to school, I went to Penn State, um, I became the social chair of my fraternity. And I was forced to not just, and it was the pressure I put on myself. I'm supposed to be, as the social chair of the fraternity, I'm supposed to be probably the guy in the fraternity who's best with the women because I need to be scheduling the parties and getting the girls there. Yeah. So I really just like challenged myself in that way. And I would say that once, once that started rolling, um, I, it, it didn't take long at all. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the point now where it is so easy for me to get the attraction of a girl. It's like disgusting. 
Like my my girlfriend, my girlfriend was out with me when I was uh, helping uh, helping my uh, friend client uh, do approaches on Saturday night, and I did some warm ups before I sometimes handed off a girl to him just because I wanted to show him like kind of what it looks like and get mm -hmm. him in the flow. Mm -hmm. Dude, it is so stupid. It is so stupid easy once you get to that point. Like I, I said before, you can put a gun to my head and say you need to go pick up a girl and like get a girl in in an hour. I could do it in sweatpants. It's so simple. So mm -hmm. um, I would say it, it probably took me around two, three years of just, of just, you know, that period of my life. And then it's just gotten better and better and better ever since. Yeah. Yeah. hundred awesome. percent. That's a great story. Ed. So, Sorry. I mean, I would, I would agree probably like two years for me uh, before I started to feel like I was good at it. And then you can always improve. There's always room for improvement for everybody, no matter what stage you are. You can always improve yourself and be more attractive or be more charismatic or be a more, um, you know, stable and secure guy, you know. And, um, you know, for me, it was like different stages. And like, you know, I was just focusing on picking up girls. And then I was like, OK, well, you know, after the stage of picking up, like, you know, you got to be someone that they want to date for a while. Like, you got to work on that. Um, and, and then in relationships, there was a lot of things that I had to work on as well, too. And um, yeah, there's just like different stages of, you know, what you want to improve. But for me, it was two years. But dude, I don't think it takes two years. I think if you have the right, you know, strategy, and, you know, you have someone who's giving you the step by step process, I think six months, three to six months is actually pretty good. A typical time for my program is like, around three months, because that's when guys can start to see results. And that's how long it takes. Like, you know, I've, I've read a lot of material, there's, differing accounts and with my own experience about how long it takes to build a habit but i think people generally agree it takes around two two and a half months to do that so we spend the first month you know ironing out what we're going to do and then um the next two months you we spend ironing out those habits so it, it sticks i want to i want to give that my stamp of approval as well mm -hmm. i believe that with the right system in place it should take no more than six months to become really good at yeah. picking up checks yeah, like truly. And a lot of people don't understand that because they, they think it's like they'll, they'll look at some guys like, oh, he's just a natural or this, that, the third. And it's like, no, like mm -hmm. it's, it's actually is a lot more simple than we yeah. make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys who are natural, they that tend to rely on their looks a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Um I found. But some of them just, you know, some of them just got it. You know, they've been doing they've been spitting games since they were young. I think with a lot of those guys, too. A lot of the naturals that I met or learned from, they had a, they had, they didn't have a great childhood. <laughs> the parents weren't around all the time. So they, they had to figure out how to get people to like them um, at a young age. I, I, sure. my parents were great. So I didn't have that luxury. I say in quotation marks, because obviously I'm sure there was, they're still dealing with the pain from that. But um, I was baby you know. too. So my, <laughs> I go out there and I treat the women like my mom. They're <laughs> yeah, guy. they run away. Did you have a lot of sisters too? Sometimes people with sisters, they have trouble. Uh, I, I had one sister and she was, sorry, Hannah, but she, <laughs> she was kind of a brat. I'm a year into it. I've done it throughout different stages. And I run into the block where I'm like, dude, I should be like Hudson, the single guy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, man, you're like, you're in the beginning stages. And I did have success right at the beginning. So I, I do agree with you guys that you can, with the right systems, have success immediately. But what's happened is that yeah. stuff started to change. Like the stuff that I did three months ago, six months ago, doesn't work anymore. 
And I talked about this with my coach last night because I'm like, man, like I'm going up to the girls, I'm saying similar things and they're just dipping a lot sooner. And mm -hmm. it's, he's like, yeah, it's because like, you're now, you're not the excited puppy anymore. You go in, you're like, I want to have sex with you. That's like my, <laughs> my yeah, attitude. yeah. Dude, that happens so to a they're... lot of guys too. Like dating coaches, I notice um, if they start sucking, it's because they, they think they can skip the fundamentals. Yep. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Elaborate more, please. No, no one, no one can skip the, I'm, I'm sure heads can talk about this too, but it's like, you know, I, that happened to me a few times. Like when I was, when I was like, uh, I think it was back in the day, I was like, you know, I can just skip, I just, just, just be able to walk up and get a girl to come home and have sex with me. But like that happens some of the time, but it's like most of the time it doesn't, you know, most of the time she's mm -hmm. not ready for most women. It's gradual. Like it takes mm -hmm. time for them to do it. So that's why they call it the mating dance. Yeah, not the yeah, mating yeah. sprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, and I just skipped a bunch of steps, and I was like, literally, just walking up, and you know, thinking that my aura was gonna get women to to come home with me. But in reality, if you just do that, you know, you're really just relying on your looks, and even with your looks, it's still like you're, you know, it's still not enough for most women. Like, mm -hmm. you know, 90 percent of women are still gonna give you a no. Um, so yeah, you got to remember the principles and the fundamentals. And sometimes you don't want to do them. You want to skip steps and, uh, yeah. you can't, no one's above it. No, I think one thing you guys were saying today, that's really standing out, especially for guys watching, take note is to have fun with it. Like make sure your life's enjoyable. And I sharing my example here, I think that's why maybe I've been struggling because it's boring now. So I don't have that same spark I did at the beginning where it's like, this is new. This is fun. My eyes are lit up. I'm mm -hmm. like, here we go again. So I know now going forward, I have to find a way to incorporate more fun into my life and then incorporate the women because I have been going out and yeah. treating it like a chore. Do, do you have so, hobbies, Joel? Uh, yeah. Yep. What kind of, what kind of hobbies you got? Uh, YouTube live stream, streams with my, my <laughs> homies. YouTube live streams. Okay. Great place to pick up girls. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. And, they might uh, be in getting on the live and you can spit some game on there. But well, uh, what, I else? Actually, what else? Actually, one thing I do want to say on YouTube, like doing that, if you hop on some panel shows, like a girls panel show, I've done mm -hmm. this before. Um, I've gotten followers and, and fangirls from going on different things like that. So, I mean, hey, it's possible. Yeah, it's absolutely. Possible. There's hope. Um, yeah, no, you can definitely. Yeah. What else? Uh, basketball as well. Sure. Usually a very male-centered thing. Golf, usually yeah. male-centered. So maybe the the got to go out and find some hobbies where women are involved. That might be a sure. Good, I mean, I mean, like, plan. you know, I see a bunch of women hanging out. Do you do you do like a golf course? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you ever go to Top Golf? Uh, something similar. Yeah, I was there the other night, actually. Okay. So when were the women idea, there? Yeah. There's a there's a lot of teenage girls there. That the top golf we have in my town, it's like high schoolers usually go. Really? So there are some That's there's so some moms odd. and some like seventeen year olds. I'm like, I'll stay back. <laughs> I'll stay yeah. back from that. The the, the, the top golf that uh, we have here in Austin, a um, lot of women are there. A lot okay. of women are there. Super easy to meet people. I used to have um, you know kind of like a, we call them container events where you know if you know a bunch of women who are like kind of you know, on the fence with you or whatever, or, you know, just people that, you know, you get a group together and you invite a bunch of them to go to a, an activity. Top golf was one of the things that we did. Top golf was great. You know, Sweet. especially if you can teach, if you're good at golf and you can teach her how to swing, you know, like that's a great, that's a great in for you there. You can 
definitely demonstrate some masculine qualities by teaching oh, or something. So, um, I, yeah, I think golf is actually could That could work for you. You know, um, there's other things too. I'm sure you have other hobbies that maybe you're a little, you don't think could work, but, um, I, I find that if you do the things that you like, there's usually a way, like even with basketball, um, they might not want to play basketball, but you might be able to do basketball in an area where maybe there's other games going on, uh, that women are doing as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, just try and sure, think a little sure. strategically about these hobbies that you have, because I see this every time with guy, even guys that are motivated like yourself, if you're not doing fun things and incorporating women into them, um, you'll give up. You'll give up. It's okay to maybe do like one of them a week or something like that, where you're like, okay, I'm just going to go out and like, you know, talk to women. But um, if the fun isn't there, then your enthusiasm will die. And that look, that, that excited look that you had, um, yeah, it, it goes away for everybody. You know, me included. It happened to me as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I started getting kind of like jaded about the whole thing and like not really like interested and, you know, I would go out and like I had this like blase look on my face all the time. And like, yeah. no surprise, my results with women were awful. They were terrible. So um, learning how to have fun again was like a big step for me um, because it was something that I had never actually built up. The fun for me was like going out and getting the girls. But when that, when that in of itself wasn't enough, I had to have right. other things, you know, come in to, to help me out. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah find a way to incorporate advice, it in. I mean, you're a smart guy. I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll get it done. I'm, I'm moving to Poland coming up. Uh, Poland. Well, yep. Going what are you doing Warsaw. there? Quite um, the I'm random going, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to to practice pickup and and do dating and stuff because it's <laughs> really it's a hot spot and it's uh, better for Asian guys. So, um, yeah, we'll find some hobbies in Poland and definitely we'll work Good. on having fun for sure. Good. Good. Yeah, Very I hear it's good. people speak English there. They do, thankfully. Yeah. Okay. Do the <laughs> the hot spot if you wanted to get like like hot girls. Um, but you have a leg up was like, historically it was Ukraine before, <laughs> uh, before the war yeah. happened. Yeah. Ukraine was like the spot to go because like, this is not the only war that's happened to you. There's been a lot of wars. So like a lot of the male population has been like killed off or disabled. So like, you know, you walk in as like a Westerner with, from like a richer country and you're a guy, like, it's just a great area to be, you know, post, post war torn areas are the best areas for men to go in if they want <laughs> If they want easy access to women who are very much looking for a guy to help them out, you know, mm. boys, uh, trip to Iraq, boys trip. Yeah, yeah trip. boys trip. Boys Let's trip to Ukraine. Up in Iraq. Let's see where the latest bombing is. <laughs> don't do this. We're we're, we're joking. Anybody watching this? Yeah, this, is, this is a comedy. Don't, don't cancel us, please. <laughs> well, what uh, what yeah. is your opinion on that, Lloyd? Um, for guys, because I know they were. This was like a trending topic recently. Passport yeah. bros and like oh, the passport going... bros thing. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine, dude. You know, if you want to meet a girl who like meets your needs, like go wherever you feel like is going to be the best thing for you. Ain't no shame in that. Um, for me personally, I've, you know, I speak Spanish. Um, not super, not like a native speaker, but you know, I speak it enough that I can understand my mom's Puerto Rican and stuff. So, um, you know, I can go to Colombia and stuff like that <clears throat> and, and, and meet a lot of gorgeous, gorgeous women that are going to be a lot less of a hassle than an American woman. I'm just going to be real, you know, um, mm -hmm. American women 
have more expectations. They have more wants and needs and uh, they generally like want it and give less straight up, straight up. And they get, and they think the things that are valuable are not actually that valuable. I don't care that they are an executive in a tech company. Um, that's actually, that actually is, could be a detriment because then she's spending less time, you know, working on us and, you know, she's got to work late and if we have kids and stuff like who's, am I going to be the one who watches them? You know, like that, that presents a problem and a challenge. And so it's not actually a plus. So I definitely understand the appeal of passport bros and, and doing their thing. And if you want to do it, you know, all the power to you. Me personally, I want someone who like is a little bit more relatable, you know, like, you know, me and my girlfriend were hanging out in the car and like a song came on, you know, that we used to listen to when we were younger. It's like little things like that, that um, you won't get from someone that you picked up from Ukraine or Colombia or, you know, any of those places. Cause like, you know, they weren't listening to E40 when they were kids. <laughs> there you go. No blink 182 for the, yeah, no blink 182, you know, all those, all the material that I have for jokes and, you know, things that we can chat about, like that goes yeah. out the window. I have to explain everything now, which if you, if, yeah. you know, for some people, that's a small, that's a small thing. And like, look, dude, I think I could find someone in those areas too, and just, you know, be happy as well. But I think I could also be happy with an American girl. It's just, uh, yeah, it is harder. It is harder. You're going to have to work on yourself a little bit more and do it. So if you're prepared to put in the work, I think you can get a great girl anywhere. Uh, but yeah, there's positives and there's negatives to it for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Western no, women do have higher expectations, especially now, and because they don't need money from a guy yeah. anymore, they can make yeah. their own. So they can make the, their own. These, yeah, and so in these other countries, they're more still dependent on the man to provide. So they mm -hmm. do have that more traditional value system. And I'm with you guys. Like that's why I'm still gotten into approaches. Like I'm not going to use it as an excuse not to keep practicing. Um, at the same time, I know like I'm in a college, all white town. In, in northern wisconsin or not northern where uh, are you northern you're in madison US. madison yep you're in madison. So super liberal super progressive uh, a lot of baggy jeans and so <laughs> you know <laughs> a lot of feminine guys too so yeah. that's kind of what the girls they want a girl a guy that they can kind of that they can lead right and so there's this dissonance you sure about there. that well that could be a, that could be a my own my own block uh, maybe not but the the relationships i see that are out and about Oftentimes it's like, you know, she's telling him what to do and he's just like kind of pushing the cart around. And But is she happy? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Probably not yeah. at all. I, I'm not saying that's a, like, I, I, I don't know. It. I don't know any woman who bosses their guy around that's happy. Oh, totally. And not a single one. Yeah. Not yeah. a single one. Um, but yeah, it makes sense that you because you see them with them. And I think, you know, as, as they get older, they'll kind of grow out of that and realize that those guys are, you know, not not the right ones for them. I definitely think there's an opportunity for you there um, to still demonstrate the qualities that biologically women are drawn to. And you can still do all that other stuff, too. Like every, every woman that I've dated or been in a relationship with, I think there's maybe been like one woman that I can think one or two women that I can think of that were leaning to the right. Dude, I, I was in San Francisco. Like every woman that I dated was like a liberal feminist. That's a but good point, like, yeah. and this, dude, this one woman who I dated, who was like, she would, she would start getting into whole this, like, you know, women have it rough kind of thing. And I would start to do this. I, you know what this is? The 
it's the world's tiniest violin mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and and like super mean right super mean not, not empathetic at all um she would hit me and hate me but she still stayed with me because i embodied the traits that she found attractive you know and mm. sometimes we'd have some angry sex after that and i'm not saying that this is a way to form i do not do this in my relationship now guys be empathetic to, to somebody's story but you have to understand is like there are things that biologically people are going to be drawn to so you have to embody those qualities right and if you do both mm -hmm. that's the best thing now i do both now i do both now i'm empathetic and uh i i embody the, the masculine qualities as well i just knew i could get away with it at that point so i was i actually kind of mean um but yeah i definitely think that even if women are they say that they're drawn to that because their women's studies class uh tells them to um they'll realize that you know what they truly desire is is uh is not that and if you can embody both of those things yeah you'll be you'll be a leg up on them i mean most of these college guys have no idea how to date a girl absolutely oh, yeah. zero well most guys in general have no idea how to date a girl oh yeah absolutely 100. i'm gonna think about how i was when i was 18 dude when i was 18 i was lit i mean like i tell i've hopefully told you some stories that will let you know that I was like, probably not the nicest person, but <laughs> like, I think I was like just a straight up menace to society when I was 18. I mean, you're so horny at that age and you suck with women so badly that it's just, you have all this pent up rage that needs to be unleashed on society, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just a danger to everybody. So yeah. Um, I almost think that we should, uh, I have some, I have some theories about how to solve that problem, but I'm not, I'm not sure if we're going to, if anyone's gonna listen we'll to save that theories. to another podcast yeah <laughs> that'll be for another podcast <laughs> yeah. that'll be the after hours podcast where i solve those problems hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen you on instagram too like i could tell you you have that aggression because you do uh jujitsu right or i do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i broke my ribs i've been out for a while but um i'll be back soon yeah good it's stuff good. yeah good stuff you got to get that aggression out somehow or else yeah crazy. yeah 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 I think all I think all men have that, you know, there's that saying where it's, uh, you know, most men live lives of quiet desperation. I think it's super true, you know, and it's that quote's been around for a while. It's not just with the modern day. Um, yeah, I think most a lot of men live lives of quiet desperation. Maybe they got a family or maybe they have expectations on them or maybe they just live in a world where that's like doesn't really understand their wants and needs and their wants and needs are you know, considered to be bad and you know, shunned. And so they're not allowed to engage with them or pursue them. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough existence. And, you know, once you break from the mold and, and stop listening to those messages and listen to more positive ones that are actually going to make you happy, then I think that's when, when people start to realize, but normally the negative voice I think is enticing to men. I think that's where the red pill stuff is pretty popular. Um, and then they, you know, hopefully they learn to be more positive after that. 100%. Yeah, I've been red pilling it up and I've learned that I have to stop listening to red pill because it just makes me <laughs> hate, hate women. And you had a video on that Lloyd too, where you were really angry at women for a while. And that was a phase you went through and it made me think like, yeah. And I hang out with you two, you and you and Huds and you guys are both so positive and you're full of energy. And it's like, I feel better after that. I don't feel like <laughs> the world it's like well i can definitely be negative sometimes <laughs> i can definitely be negative sometimes but it's just you have to look at the practicality behind it you know it's like is 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 looking at it as a glass half full is that going to really help you out the answer is no i don't know anyone who like is super negative about women and hates them that does well with them i don't i know zero guys that 
that do well with women that actively bash them all the time. And so that's why when I see Rolo Tomasi and some of these guys, you know, they, they, they get up there and they talk, it's, um, I think maybe at one point in time, like, you know, they did, they did well, but, um, I think a lot of the, the material that they cover now is like, is rooted in this inner, um, inner rage, you know, towards women. And I've, I've luckily had enough positive, I'm sure Hudson's had enough positive experiences that you don't feel that anymore. It's not, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not good. I think, I think one of the worst things, um, is, uh, some of the stuff that is out there. So for me, um, I, I do. I personally, I love the Fresh and Fit podcast. I know those guys personally. Um, <laughs> I, love it. I love it because it, it is. It's just funny to me. Um, but that's it. It's funny to me. I view it as a comedy show. I don't yeah. view it as practical advice. But other guys and younger guys who are looking for some of the information, they 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 cling to it. They think all girls are three or fours and I can, I can cheat on my girl and she should just accept it. And just all this type of garbage that I think is, uh, it's kind of detrimental for people that don't see to me. It's, it's comical, but yeah. I, I think a lot of people take it as like scripture and that's, uh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> Dude. It's funny. Like podcasts like that. Like I, I feel bad legitimately for the women that they have on there that they just kind of like, she's some, just you know she, yeah she just they bring some only fans chick on there who's like obviously her view of the world is like silly and and then they expose her on there and they make her feel bad and like like do we really have to do all that and make this poor woman uh feel so terrible but also at the same time too you know is this is this counteracting all the nonsense that they've been learning in the fe their feminist studies class that has also been disempowering them too like i think his book was was myron's book called women deserve less why women no. deserve less dude like when i read the title of that book like i could not stop laughing like I thought it was hilarious because it's like, you know, can you imagine somebody handing that out after like, like a, like a woman's studies class or something? Just, <laughs> hey, hey, you go, you go. <laughs> you know, like I thought it was hilarious because it's like, you know, we have we've had this movement that I think is just like made. And by the way, all, not all feminism is bad. Most of the women that I've dated is feminist are, are feminists. Um, but like to a certain point where, you know, like like it's become to the it's it's come to the level where it's become anti-men and it's become no matter what women do is good. And at the same time, like uh, once a movement has hit its hit, it's like apex where it's like, okay, we're, you know, how, how much farther are we going to take this? Right. Mm -hmm. um, in every revolution, the first thing that you do once the revolution is over is you kill or you get rid of all of the revolutionaries that weren't in your party or weren't on your team mm, because, totally. because they don't know how to stop a revolutionary always wants to start a revolution. And so mm. I think we've, we're, I think we're at a point where like with the feminists, where it's like the people that they've made it their life's work to uh, push and motivate and support and uh, you know, push women's issues to the forefront and always support them. At what point in time are they going to say, you know what? I think we're pretty good right now. We can stop the protesting. They're never going to say that ever. Um, so, you know, at a certain point, you have to stop listening to them. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. it's it's a tough one with uh, with that. And I don't know where the line is. Yeah, yeah, it's just a time. People just starting to realize, like, get the knowledge they need and then step away and mm -hmm. realize, OK, I got to put this into action or, mm -hmm. or change my own beliefs because i mean you're so right and like when i watch a lot of that content fresh and fit in particular or like rich cooper 
which is kind of how I met Huds through Rich Cooper. So it's a win. But oh, nice. It's um, like I'll look for that in the in the real world. Like that's what my my eyes will be looking towards. Like the right. masculine women with the feminine. And there's probably tons of feminine women in Madison that I just can't mm -hmm. see because I'm like they're all masculine, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think it's I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. Yeah. To be, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happens? I think when people are younger, the like the the very the very masculine guys that have tons of options with women, they it's really tough to get them into a relationship because they have so many options and so many women are available for them. Um, as they get older, they'll probably be more favor relationships. But you know, in college, you know, I think a lot of the relationships that you see is like that feminine guy who that's you know that's the only way he can kind of compete with that kind of guy because he's not going to work on his masculinity but he can be there for her and like support her in kind of this like platonic way um and then you know hopefully at some point he gets laid you know like that strategy is a better strategy in his mind than trying to compete with chad from kappa phi sigma beta lambda um and uh yeah so like he's it's the only way that he can he can compete but you know is it a happy relationship for her no dude like when i was in call right. bro I, I, I can't remember this story um i remember i was i was seeing this girl in college i got a little bit of success in my senior year we went to vegas and this girl we had a whole penthouse suite at the bellagio and i'm like how did we get this hotel and one of the girls there she's like really hot like kind of like model chick um she uh she knew this rich guy who had been like hitting her up, pay for the whole thing. Didn't even show up. Right. So like we got this whole suite to ourselves. Awesome. Right. And then this other guy showed up and I'm like, who is this guy? He's kind of like this, you know, like he's, he, he was a little bit more feminine, you know, he was a little bit more insecure and um, nervous, but uh, he was a nice guy. But how do I, else do I put it? Um, and, uh, and I, I introduced myself. I'm like, Hey, what's up? I'm Lloyd. And he goes, Oh, Hey, I'm her, her boyfriend. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, we've been together since high school. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so guess how the weekend went? So the weekend went like this. We Talk go out the up. first night, just flirting with every other guy. I think she forgot where he was. <laughs> Leaves with another dude. And then she comes back later on and he's all crying and he's like moaning about it. And he's talking to everyone about it like for a day. And then uh, he's like, you know what? I'm fed up. And he leaves. He leaves the second day. We were there okay. for like three and a half days. So he comes back at the end of the third day and is like telling everybody how he's like, you know what? Like, I love her. Like, I'm going to try and make things work. <laughs> she could not have cared less. But she, oh but, but, uh, but there's still boyfriend and girlfriend. There's still, there's still boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Like, I'm sure yeah. he accompanied her to the grocery store at some point. I'm sure you might have seen them together. Did she fuck that dude on the trip? No, she fucked another guy and had another, you know, millionaire dude paying for her trip who she's probably going to fuck at some point. Right. Mm. So like, yeah, it's like she like with with I think with women, maybe at that age, the guy who they want, they can't get them to stick around. So they might hook up with them, but like they'll stay and like spend a lot of their time with someone who's like, you know, the friend. Who I guess they maybe yeah. might consider to be their boyfriend. I don't know if that's, I don't know how often that's happening, but I've seen it a lot of times that, you know, when I see a relationship like that, I'm like, hmm, you know. I think it's much more frequent than, uh, than people actually think. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I always think about this. I come across this one girl on, uh, on Instagram here and there. And, um, 
I had had a crush on her for a while in uh, at school, mm-hmm. and then sophomore year we were on spring break, and we ended up uh, making out in the pool, which was like to me was oh, it's like a finally, finally <laughs> like the greatest moment of your life. Yes, yeah. it's all been leading to this. <laughs> <laughs> but but she uh, she was has been dating this guy since high school, and they just got married this year. Yeah. And I just like I see all the photos and everything else, and I know that they were together at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, if we just did that, like, what else was she doing? Mm-hmm. Like, she was probably stepping out on him throughout all of college and just keeping him around for the security or just yeah. to look good to the friends. I don't know, but I just I I could never I could never wrap my head around that one, and especially seeing them get married just this year, I'm just yeah. like, oh my god. There's some chicks out there that like they have to have a boyfriend, even if they're not super attracted to him. Um, totally. And, you know, that's something that they got to work out. Like, I think a lot of women will will work it out at some point. But um, some of them don't. Some of them never get, you know, I, I, I know women who like they will stay on the shelf for maybe a week. And you think, oh, well, that's their hot commodity. Like everybody wants them. It's like, no, they, they, they monkey branch. They can't be alone. And so they, mm-hmm. they, the decisions that they make with the boyfriends that they choose are all predicated on the fact that I cannot be alone. It's not, hey, I'm going to accurately assess if this guy is going to be a long-term fit yes. or if I'm actually legitimately attracted to this guy. What they're running from is they're running from loneliness. They're running from like this, the, the, the fear of not having a boyfriend. And so they have to choose one. And that kind of thing... Yeah, there'll be a nice guy who will uh, will stick around for them. And then I think with those women, they can get a little bit manipulative, too, because obviously they're not sexually satisfied with them. So, yeah, it can get bad. No, that's definitely that's like case. codependency in a nutshell right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. I go to a lot of support groups for that. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the vast majority of, of people that are in there are women like 35 plus in their 40s. Yeah. And they Wait, so here you go, Joel. We're talking about activities where you can meet women. You can just pick up girls from this <laughs> Yeah, go to the support group, dude. The broken, the better. That's <laughs> that sounds like a great Yeah. It would go against the the principles of the group, but we can we can overlook that. Now, this they is what you do. Uh, this, this, this is what you do. You be friends with them, and then you hook up with their friends. Oh, mm-hmm. huge huge yeah 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 so that's what the container that's what the container event is all about that's what the container event is all about so like okay this is this is an example of what you could do next meeting you're chatting with a few of the people that you know around there once you get talking about what you're up to during the weekend that's when you can start inviting them to stuff and you can be like hey you know a couple of my friends like we're gonna do uh you're gonna top golf and they're like oh no i haven't like it's super fun i'll teach you how to drive you know a shot and you can bring some of your friends and you know we'll all hang out it'll be great so then they come they show up with two of their friends and then that's two friends that you have available for you you know she's good looking she probably hangs out with women that are good looking i mean she might not you might get disappointed but you know higher likelihood that that's going to happen so you know when you go to those events and you bring people there like the container event is really where everybody gets to meet and then and then you can make the moves there but you don't don't do it in the support group you know you want to deal with what you teach about it no. yes absolutely they they uh they call it a uh, 13 stepping so there's the 12 steps obviously um they call it 13 steps because some guys will come in and they'll prey on the ones that are like brand new to the group oh yeah super vulnerable that is terrible like, oh, yeah they do it because it works i know people that do that in like in like uh in like aa and um and uh whatever the sex anonymous one too yeah uh, 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, but 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 what he's saying, I I really really like, and I know that they say like men and women can't be friends, dude. That is such a misconception. When you develop friendships with women, yeah. like there is, I will say that there is always one party who is attracted to the other, whether it be the guy or the girl. Mm -hmm. um, but if you develop these friendships with women that that find you attractive and want to hang out with you, yes, that avenue to their friends is is absolutely fantastic like mm -hmm. I, I i can't say that enough and i think that's such a misconception that is it put out there and it it wasn't until um michael sartain started really pushing that whole social proof thing and like being friends yeah. with a lot of girls that it it became more mainstream because mm -hmm. that kind of went against a lot of like the red pill tenants and stuff people were pushing out. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a business partner. His name is Adam Lyons. He was like back in the day, like oh, one of the pickup guys. He was one of the first people that like really pushed this on the web where it was like he had this like he was all about social circle and like rolling into the club with like, you know, 50 to 100 women. You would do that sometimes, you know, and just that massive social proof that he had the pre-selection was like a huge help. And he would just use it for, for hooking up. But, you know, you can absolutely do this every single I, I do surveys for my clients. Every single survey I do, all of the, them say, how what do you think is the best way to meet high quality women? The majority of them will say through friends. OK, they always mm -hmm. say through friends and they're right, but none of them do it, you know, so like or they don't do it in the right way. So people mm. instinctively know this, but I think with a lot of people, they, you know, they, they have limiting beliefs around it, you know? And the, the truth is, is like with, with my female friends, yeah, there is, there is attraction going on. I'm a man, she's a woman, like it's going to happen, you know, mm -hmm. just like I've been working on myself. And so the way that I act is, is, is going to come off in a way that like some, a lot of women are going to find attractive and she might be one of them, but here's the thing. We're adults, you know? And when you have a, a, a beneficial relationship with somebody, where you guys are benefiting off of a friendship as opposed to a sexual relationship. And if you did do this sexual relationship, it would actually ruin the uh, the friendship that you have going on and the benefits that you guys are getting from each other. You don't do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. like you have a choice, you know, and I don't care what anybody says. You know, there have been plenty of women where, you know, either they dated my buddy for a while or whatever it is that I would never hook up with. But if they hadn't done that, I absolutely would. It's like my choice. I choose not to. You, you can it is possible and like obviously you might not want to put yourself in like situations where that could go down um so you might want if if you feel like it's too strong then you just stay in groups and you know you don't go have as much one-on-one -on -one time um but you can make it work all, all all friendships and relationships they are complicated you know they're not it's not straightforward yes or no um different things can happen and it can happen in a million different combinations and you don't, you don't want to reduce your, um, your reach by saying that I'm not going to make friends with any woman. I think that would be a silly, a silly thing yeah. to do. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's why I think it's like so detrimental that they were, a lot of people were putting that out for a while. I, I think it's, it's brilliant. That's one yeah. thing that I really, really wish I did a better job at in, uh, in college Mm -hmm. I did. I did do a good job with it because I had to as social chair. So yeah. having to be friends with all the other sorority social chairs and like mm -hmm. a lot of the social chairs do hook up. So I did hook up with some of them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like you can't piss them off. Like you can mess it up by doing that, actually having the the sexual encounter with them. Yeah, um, yeah. Or the, or really the pledges. Wish, 
I, I really wish I like I built that out even more because it is it was so powerful seeing the guys that did do that and how oh man they they had the best time in the world in college yeah that's what I tell all my guys in college I'm like dude girls only hook up with guys they know so just be friends with everybody like y your game all that stuff like yeah it matters a little bit but not that much dude honestly mm -hmm. just be popular and like girls will just want to hook up with you because they know your name so like oh, yeah yeah it, it helps uh, dude, a lot I used to I used to have girls from certain sororities that we would not social with uh -huh. just want to fuck because they knew I was the social chair and they <laughs> could, they could we could schedule something then of course they did. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, going back to the friendship thing, it's like you have a huge benefit by being friends with the other social chair and the other sorority. Are you gonna ruin that by like going all in and you know, like hooking up and then ending badly with them? You know, it's like you would never do that because, like, you know, and obviously you hooked up and it was fine, but like in a way where like you would risk it, like you're not sure, or you would really go for it when the, the time wasn't there or she didn't really come to you that much. Like you want to make sure that you have the benefits of the friendship that you have currently, because they far outweigh the benefits of you hooking up with her temporarily. If it was going to ruin it, you know, it's right. like, like I have female friends or like, you know, they were back in San Francisco, especially where we would go out and I would show up and there'd be like five hot girls. Why on earth would i hook up with a friend that consistently brings five hot girls to every social event that i do and ruin the future that i could have with her you know mm -hmm. or with with those right. uh, friends that she's bringing it would it wouldn't make sense it'd be a stupid move so mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely like you have to think about what works for your life and the benefit that you two are getting and she was getting a benefit for me because i was inviting her to the events and i was a fun guy and you know, I'd probably have guys who her friends could hook up with as well, too. Like we we both had a very beneficial relationship between the two of us that would have absolutely been ruined if we if we started having sex with each other. Mm -hmm. wow. And a lot of guys probably won't think that like they'll be like, well, I'm friends with her. I want to I want to hook up with her because we already have yeah. this connection. They won't even think about the other girl she's bringing in. Yes, yes, yes. That scarcity mentality where it's like, I got to get what I have now rather than building it up. That's running down the hill right there. That's running yep. down the hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Huge. All right, you guys. Um, are we good on time? We're, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm cool with that. I, I think this is a great discussion. Potentially, we can do something else again in the future, but I think we should uh, should probably wrap. Um, again, thank you so much for this. Like, this was an amazing talk. Uh, as I said, I dude, I I am one of your OGs. I had been <laughs> for so long, um, and I Appreciate did actually it, buy I did buy your course. I don't know if I ever went through it because I don't need to, but I did buy your <laughs> course to support you. <laughs> Well, if you ever so, want to, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a great course. Um, you know, it has a lot of great things there, infield footage of all the stuff that I'd mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, but I, mean, I prefer to work with people personally. That way I can really help them out. Obviously, it's going to be more expensive than the course. But, you know, um, when you're dealing with people that um, need that extra push or need that key piece of advice at that right time, that's the kind of support yeah. that I can provide. And I can't do it in a course. Yeah, and guys, that's how I met Lloyd. Is I hit him up for a coaching session, and yeah, unfortunately, did. I couldn't afford it. But mm -hmm. in that initial call, he gave me like some advice that just completely changed my life and got me into dating. Honestly, so thank you as well. You're just like, yeah, dude, you you live a cool life, and like no one ever <laughs> told me that. <laughs>
I was like, oh, wow. Sweet. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. You do, yeah. Joel. And uh, yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Um, do you mind if I plug my stuff real quick? And That's then what I was just going to ask you to I was going to ask you to do. Go ahead. Cool. All right, guys, for anybody watching, my name is Lloyd Dixon. Um, I am not the single guy, but the single guy is my channel and my brand. So if you want to check me out on YouTube, it's the single guy, one word. And if you want to check me out on Instagram, it's a.single.guy. Um, and if you're looking for any help with some of this stuff, the best way to get help from me personally, if you're looking for coaching, is to fill out one of my coaching forms. Um, if you fill it out and the information looks good, I'll be happy to meet with you. And also, too, if you know, you're know you just looking for some help, you can DM me on Instagram and a member of my team will pick it up and yeah if everything looks good we'll chat so i'd love to meet you and love to help you out good stuff awesome, well guys. thank you yeah. everybody we uh we're going to be back this week with another episode and we're going to have some exciting guests in the future so this is just going to keep building peace out cool thanks you guys uh when i start my podcast i'll be sure to have you on so hopefully that'll get started in the next couple months sounds Sweet. good thanks man peace out guys peace, peace.